I've been in fashion pretty much since I was about eight. Um, fashion design, sewing, since I was about eight years old. So uh, my grandmother taught me to sew and uh, it's been a bit of a gift for me really. So fashion, um, clothing and design has been a part of our family for quite a long time. Downtown Rotorua, hundreds of retail stores and cafes, buskers and shoppers, a typical scene in any metro city. One of those small and quaint stores is Ahu, owned by young Māori fashion designer Adrian Whitewood. Ahu Boutique sits between a lavender shop and a woman's recycled clothing store. The words Ahu is in large letters above the door, constructed from what appears to be aluminium. In the window space, there's hanging poi, long hooded jackets from her high peaks line and embroidered wahine cushions. It's here at her boutique that I meet up for a chat with Adrian. She's running a little late. She's busy sewing another clothing range, such as the life of a fashion designer. This is Tiahika on RNZ National. Can we delve into a little bit about how, where, where and how it started and what were your early influences and did you see, say, your whanau wearing particular clothing or what was that influence? Well, uh, my grandfather, he was a dry cleaner. My grandmother, she was a seamstress. Um, she, I, I used to see her um, making patterns out of rubbish bags. Um, she did all her cutting on the ground, and that was actually how they used to do it back in the days. Um, my father, he was a button sewer, and my mother, she was actually his boss in the factory. So uh, I'd say about 15, 20 years ago, um, the clothing industry and manufacturing was huge in New Zealand, Aotearoa, um, and all of a sudden um, with the obviously with the trade agreements that were signed. Things started becoming um, made offshore, uh, but sewing has always been in my family, um, so I've always wanted to carry that on. Um, and I'd say I've been an artist and in collectives, but I've opened up Ahu maybe about two and a half years ago. So it's been going um, really awesome since I've opened it. Ahu, uh, is a kupuho for fashion. So when I was studying at AUT, a lot of people, they always ask me, oh, where did you get the name Ahu from? Uh, so my label is Adrian Whitewood Clothing, and uh, the shop's called Ahu, and uh, it's just a kupuho we used when I was studying, and so when I started my own shop, I always knew I wanted to um, call my store Ahu. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about your dad a little bit. So he's a button sewer. Yeah, so um, it's quite funny because um, when you go to Italy and... Um, not that I've been, but um, when you see what they do, certain stores will be um, specialising in a certain thing like leather. Only one store will only have leather purses. Another store might just have shoes. And back in the days, that was kind of how it was here a little bit. So every person in the factory had a different job, and that's something you specialised in. So he just sewed um, buttons on um, jeans, yeah, that was just wow. his. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was just his um, job back then, um, and that's all he did was just sew buttons. And um, my mother, yeah, she just oversaw what he did, so I don't know what she was doing. <laughs> uh, but that's how they met, and uh, yeah, that's how I came. So was came there a sewing there. machine at home? 
Yes. Um, so when I was about eight, um, my grandmother, me and my grandmother, we used to sew my doll's clothing. So that's how it started. And then I started sewing my own clothing, so hand sewing. And then when I was in about intermediate, that's when I started learning how to use the sewing machine. But yeah, my grandmother, she actually hand sewed um, most of her clothing, and that's how they did it back in the day. Mm. So she, she never actually used a sewing machine. It was all, all, all hand sewing. Yeah. So would she make you clothes for school? Yep, her and my mother. So when I was young, um, most of my clothes, um, especially for going out, they were all made by either my grandmother or my mother. So yeah. What was their workmanship like back then? Was it attention to detail, bold colours? It was very matchy, and I think a lot of people can um, relate to that, um, seeing those photos of you and your siblings. Um, and I think that's, I think that's, it's not just a Māori thing, I think it's a New Zealand thing in general. Um, so you yeah, matching from yeah, top to pants. Yes, and then with your sibling you'd all have, because <laughs> there was only one roll or one style of <laughs> fabric, yeah. everyone had that, um, had the matching outfit. So me and my sister, everyone used to ask if we were twins, <laughs> um, because all our clothing was always matching. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I kind of laugh at it now, but I think it's definitely part of the... Um, New Zealand culture, in a way, you know, um, mothers sewing garments and things like that. So mm. for their children, yeah, matching, all that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. That whānau influence would have a major impact upon Adrian, who has ties to Rongwhakaata, but has spent most of her life in Rotorua. She's dressed a few celebrities since she graduated from the Auckland University of Technology with a degree in fashion. One celebrity included hip-hop artist and singer Lauren Hill, who wore one of Adrian's necklaces at the 2013 Ragamuffin concert. Adrian opened Ahu in 2013. The store is stocked with her designs, but she also sells on behalf of other Rotorua artists, including bone pendant carver Richard Mitaingatai, Weaver, Maria McLean, and jewellery maker, Hinari. I graduated in 2009 from AUT, and I think I started in about 2006, 2007 there. Um, so I graduated with a Bachelor of Design in Fashion, and I also um, won the top award for, um, um, head, head a school award for um, achievement in my, um, in my degree. Um, and I think... I was also um, opened the Rookie Show, which is like a, a highly coveted show um, for AUT up in Auckland. Like everyone goes to those kind of shows, and you're only selected. And to be the opening um, designer was a really big deal. I was also on all the postcards and just just everything. They put me on everything. And she would have um, been what twenty or what nineteen? Yeah, nineteen when I was about nineteen, and it wasn't because of my ability, it was because I was doing something back then that was really different to a lot of the students. I was incorporating, incorporating Māori design into my clothing and I was doing it in a, I won't say palatable, it's, it was in an um, aesthetic that was pleasing um, to um, something that kind of w wasn't, it was, it was fabric manipulation which is something I specialise in and also the graphics I was using. Um, and definitely, um, I would say my my saving grace in all my design has always been my culture, our culture, and references I've always used. Um, to be honest, it gets you far ahead than it would doing something that um, is just any kind of design. When you incorporate your culture into something, 
it becomes a lot more believable. You know, mm. people believe in it, um, and it has a lot of meaning as well. So, yeah, um, I didn't do well because of my ability. I think I did well because I was portraying some a cultural aesthetic that was, um, yeah, that was really pleasing at that time. So it was cool. awesome. We've got a couple of, we've just in Ahu um, Boutique on Edoweta Street and we've got a couple of customers. What are you guys up to today? Uh, just to get our brother in the hospital. Yeah. 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 yeah, and the whole concept of the store is it's all mate and also do so that, that was the whole reason why I started the shop. Um, um, I noticed there was a lot of things that were made in New Zealand but... Um, I think it's a lot more personal when you start um, doing regionally based products. So um, when I came up with Made in Nōsurua, it's been a really big selling point for me actually, um, especially with tourists and domestic um, travellers, people from Wellington um, and Auckland as well. And when they see that sign, um, I think it resonates with them as well. It's, uh, so yeah, that's been a big selling point for me. Um, and at the moment I've just got my new range in that I'm working on. Um, it's called High Peaks, and it was just a range that was inspired by... Um, I went, have you ever done the Tongariro Crossing? No. no like, anyone can do it. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not that hard, but... Um, oh, that's where you got the inspiration from. Yeah, that's where I got the inspiration. Um, so all, all the inspirations for my clothing always come from um, my travels around, um, around New Zealand, Aotearoa, um, and the fabrics as well, Merino. It's also made in New Zealand, the fabric. Um, so it's a lot of colour blocking, which is a really big theme that I'm into. So I do three types of design. For Fashion Week, I would do um, very high-end um, directional women's wear, and it's very it's just edgy. It's basically a lot edgier. And then when you're in retail, you would do... Um, things that you can sell like week to week um, so it's a lot more focusing on a certain aesthetic and what I do in here is colour blocking and it's just basic silhouettes with prints high print and then another thing I do is I s try and sell when I can things to museums so I've sold quite a few, I've sold two one big collection to, to the Rotorua Museum a few small pieces recently and I've sold um, one of my Tarniko pieces to the um, Auckland Museum. So, yeah. For them to, to do what with? To so, just a display? Um, they'll, they'll, the, what they're trying to do at the moment, which I think is a big, um, which has always been a big thing, um, the Māori departments um, are trying to collect from Māori designers. Uh, so it was me, Shona Tafiol, um, and Kitty Nathan. So um, our three piece, our one piece each was purchased and we all sort of had them side by side um, by each other and they were on exhibition and then they go into the private collection. So they're basically just trying to um, collect from a lot of Māori fashion designers. And I think in the last maybe five to ten years there's been a big renaissance of Māori fashion. It's just huge, um, especially overseas as well. Um, and I think the reason why is probably a big factor um, there's a lot more platforms for us to be um, show, have our work shown on, such as we go to Fashion Week now through Middle Mutter, which yes. is based in Wellington. Um, and I think Middle Mutter has probably been one of the um, probably the, one of the biggest platforms for Māori designers to have something to show their work on.
Middle Muda is the Indigenous Māori Fashion Apparel Board and is seen as a launching platform for Māori designers and high-end fashion creations. Middle Muda debuted in 2009 and since then has run a number of award shows for emerging Māori designers. In 2011, Adrian won the supreme title at the Middle Muda Fashion Awards for her collection, Te Ahotapu. To go to Fashion Week is a really big deal, um, not, not necessarily in terms of sales, but it's more about blogging um, and getting hype around yep, your brand. some publicity around yeah, it. Yeah, publicity, and that's mm. another thing that I've realised is um, if you're not pushing your work all the time, no one else is going to, so um, it's, it's one thing to be a designer, but it's another thing to be a marketer, and that's yep. kind of something that I've actually picked up along the way and I do a lot of my own marketing as well. At the moment I've got my um, latest range and that's called yeah, High Peaks um, and I sell other things from the store on there as well. So let's talk about your first collection, was it 2010 that you debuted Kimihia Hengaro? What was the concept behind that? Uh, I'm always inspired um, by other uh, Māori artists that are not just in fashion. So um, that collection was really inspired by um, Ngātai Haruru Taipa's work. Oh, they meant there's so many great artists out there, but he's definitely one of them. And um, in his work, he was talking about um, the idea that um, our ancestors, when they, they came here, or even when they were over there, um, their art was explaining the world they lived in. And Kimihia Hengaro was searching for the unseen. Um, so in design, you know, obviously with tamoko, the, the pattern is created by the shape that is made and also the shape that isn't made in between. Mm. And that was the whole concept. So I did a lot of laser cutting, laser embossing, uh, a lot of shapes that... Um, the positive and negative space is, is being used and funnily enough that's actually a really big Japanese aesthetic. So it's also looking into who else is using the same concepts we are um, and how closely connected we are. Um, laser embossing, another big thing that I do is um, fabric manipulation. So I did a lot of twists and turns in the fabric. Um, the colour palette was inspired by the blackness of the power meat and... Um, very sort of muted tones. Ink is always a colour I love to use. Um, mm. And velvet, yeah. Velvet, yeah, velvet. leather. I've heard leather. Yeah, leather. Um, and I did big, um, big sculptural copper pieces. It was just very kind of over the top, so yeah. So how many um, sewing machines have you owned in your life? And is it like a guitar? You know how a musician has a guitar or guitarist has a guitar. Do you have to have a good functioning sewing machine? Yep, definitely. I would um, definitely recommend investing in a industrial machine, but just for things that I'm doing, um, when you're not sewing so much, um, a just a normal burnette, burnina is quite good. Yeah. So for sampling, most people would just use um, commercial, just home sewing machines, and then when you're actually doing a lot of like maybe twenty or ten garments a day or however many. Then you would get an industrial sewing machine. So most of my sewers have, I've got um, two sewers, um, and they both have industrial sewing machines. So yeah. Hi. How long would something like this take you to do from start to finish, um, Adrian? Uh, sampling, I've probably would take maybe. An hour to two hours. 
What does yeah. sampling mean? So what I'm doing at the moment is just um, the, the starting stages when you've just created a pattern, you would uh, sample it. So it's just um, sampling can take maybe two or three garments to get the pattern right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm just sampling the um, pattern of the the design at the moment and just making sure it all fits together. So when I give it to somebody else to make multiple of, they know exactly how to do it and I know that the pattern works. So I always check the patterns myself before I give them to someone because you don't want to waste money um, someone sewing it and the pattern's not not fitting right, so they're having to cut, recut. So um, Adrian and I are standing in her boutique, her Iruwera Street in Rotorua, basically in the heart of the, the, the main town centre. Got a couple of customers. Just feel free to interrupt, Sorry. Kate's pie. Sorry, Okay, great. Thank oh, you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> no, you're all right. Jeez, you've got a business to run. So let's do, uh, we're in, uh, as I mentioned before, we're in Ahu. So can we do a quick sweep around, please, um, Adrian? So um, I actually stock four other lab- three other labels apart from myself. And the ones that I'm going through at the moment, um, this is just one of my silk scarves. Mm. It's just an infinity scarf. And I find um, these are these are a lot of my bread, bread and butter pieces. So I don't just have um, high-end expensive things. I also have um, all price ranges in here. So I do a lot of silk scarves. Um, I also have um, a bit of summer stool because a lot of people that come in always shopping season, uh, all round season nowadays, which is actually a really interesting thing about retail. It's not just um, summer when it's summer and winter when it's winter. People are buying all year round. Adrian is not only inspired by Māori art and culture, it seems her designs reflect the politics of the day. Yeah, and this was inspired by um, the flag change and also... Um, Waitangi Day, so I thought, oh, why not, why not create my own flags? Um, and these are actually a ch- charity product as well, so all the proceeds um, go back into the community, and that's just something I do to give back. Oh, you can see. We're in town, there's a car alarm. Oh, there it goes. Stop now. So I came up with the idea, but I wasn't able to sew them, so my friend actually sews them for me, uh, and they're called Wahine Dolls. So that's a big theme in my store is... Um, any more women, um, women empowerment as well, um, and they sell really well. Uh, and they're also New Zealand wool, um, yeah, wool, the woolen, old woolen blankets. Another f- sort of thing that I've been working on at the moment, um, Frida Kahlo, uh, she's a Mexican artist. Um, I've done a lot of her prints. Big thing that I do um, in store and um, they're always, I, I have a aesthetic, it's not Kiwiana, I say Mouldiana, so it's definitely Mouldy themes um, and there's something that people can relate to, so this is the tiki stamp and then I've overlaid it with just a um, flax print. I also do a lot of um, sort of vintage inspired, I use a lot of vintage inspired fabrics, so this is actually just... Um, um, sort of upholstery fabric, actually. Yeah, it's got it a really nice texture. Yeah, yeah, it's a heavy weight. Yeah. Stripes is always in in my store because mm-hmm. there's just something that always um, looks good with everything. Tartan as well. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of tartan ponchos. Um, 
There's actually a lady up the road um, who I buy the stamps off. She's a local collector. Uh, so I buy the stamps and I just put them in these brass um, settings. A lot of people do them, so I've just done them um, myself. Um, and they've got a bit of a story too because they've been used. So they've travelled a bit. All the stamps have been used? Yeah, they're all used. Yep, they're all used stamps. So I've got the um, the two pence um, postage mid-eye stamp. Uh, some of the tickies, I've got pania. And on, hanging on the walls we've got um, kite. Is that made out of harakeke or muka? Or? Uh, harakeke, yeah. And this is by local um, local weaver, um, Maria McLean. And she is um, she harvests from Mount Rotuiti. So the flax comes from here as well. And she's one of the finest weavers um, that I've seen um, in, in a while. Um, she's got a really beautiful um, weave and just her handle on it and just the finishing as well. So I sell quite a few of her kiti as well. Tonga Fidi is a label by um, Richard Mintoingatai. He's a local carver. Uh, so he's actually resin cast a lot of these. He, he works with resin. And then he does a bit of carving on the um, overlay. And it's called Tonga Fidi because they're uh, hand-braided. So um, they're all custom they custom make and they're all kind of one-off pieces as well yeah so who means the store normally no, I'm not in um I've got a part-time uh, friend who who works oh well she's actually full-time <laughs> <laughs> who are you kidding <laughs> oh cool so she when you're her um yeah, when I can't um come in which is quite often at the moment She's in, so she does three days a week, and then usually I do three days. And it's just because when I'm out of out of out of here, I'm always working. I'm on who's because I'm a, I specialise in design, but I'm not the best machinist. Yeah, I love sewing, but yeah, no, I'm not the best at it. But you can sew. Yeah, I can sew. Yeah. Yeah. So you so this store actually doubles as a kind of internet orders as well, yes. aside yep. from walk-ins yep. and... And I sell a lot on the face, through Facebook as well, so that's really um, interesting to note. More so than walk-ins? Oh, no, no, no. Um, sort of... People say that, a lot of people say that, oh, everything's going online, but people want an experience. They want to come into a store and kind of be and taken somewhere. It. Yeah, they want to be... Yeah, definitely. And in terms of her study, she not only graduated with a fashion degree back in 2009, but she decided to study for kairo, carving, at Waiariki Institute of Technology. I wanted, after I had done um, laser cutting, I just really wanted to uh, get into it a little bit. Um, I'm definitely not a professional at all. And you did the same I did it at uh, Waiariki, but every time we would go to go there, I just wasn't able, but that's fine. Um, and there was just certain things I wasn't able to do, and I just had a, a definitely a deep, deeper respect for um, our culture and um, preserving our cultural practices as well. Um, so I was even just real privileged I was able to learn what I did learn. Um, and I think it taught me a lot as well, you know, about how... There is a Pākehā concept of um, what 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 men and women should be valued, and I I, I think 
the way that Māori um, do things in general is, um, it's, oh, it's hard for me to explain, but we have a, I understand and I get it. You know, a lot of people say, oh, women should be, women should be doing things like that. And, and they're not understanding that culturally. Um, they, they look at our culture and they think, oh, it's anti-woman, but they, they forget that you can't cannot put your culture on somebody else's culture and women have their role and men have their role and I think that's a beautiful thing because we have our th things that we we you know we are known for and they have their things that they're known for and I think through the des design um ngamahi whakairo and all the um I've studied tikanga Māori at the Wananga as well and I think all those things have um built me up to be the designer that I am and understanding um where they're coming from in the Māori um, Māori world view of, of our practices and our tikanga and our kaua and things like that and I find our culture so beautiful and I just want to share that with everyone and everything I do I've lived here in Rotorua all my life but I'm originally from Gisborne, Manutuki uh, but I've lived here all my life so my whole family lives here and uh, mm -hmm. um, fashion design sewing since I was about eight years old so uh, my grandmother taught me to sew and uh, it's been a bit of a gift for me really so fashion um, clothing and design has been a part of our family for quite a long time. Kia ora. Black gold is Learning people's souls Gone are the lessons That my children will never know Freedom is a virtue That we only dream about My mind longs for peacefulness My voice it longs to shout War Capital rising in the east People standing up in the east 